Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show, everyone. Hope you are having a great day. As you know, this is National Disability Employment Awareness Month. Time for corporations to inform and educate managers and employees, and I hope hire people with disabilities. And this is heralded by the Office of Disability Employment Policy with Jennifer Sheehy. Well, I'm really excited about this show, but you know what? I got to start by saying special shout out to Yoshiko Dart, how are you, Yoshiko? Justin was all about the employment of people with disabilities. And then to my friends in Ireland, who every show, they're rocking it. They're the biggest listening audience. Thank you, Ireland, and the other 16 countries listening. You got to catch up with Ireland. Well, thank you, everyone. I want to thank Highmark, Blue Cross, Blue Shield. Highmark is our lead sponsor, and what a great company they are. Always hiring people with disabilities, focused on quality of life for people with disabilities. Thank you, David Holmberg, the CEO, who this month will be receiving the prestigious Tony Quello Award. So I have two great guests today. I have Carrie Gray, who's the director of the Next Gen Leaders Initiative at Disability Inn and board member of the American Association of People with Disabilities, and Becky Curran, who's the project manager at DEI and employed by Disability Inn. Also, both of you, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Well, so, Becky, Becky, actually, I'm starting with you since you are such a celebrity. Because (laughs) I, yes, People Magazine, you are a celebrity, and we have you on the show today. And how the heck did that happen, Becky? (laughs) <laughs> I just enjoy sharing my story so it can hopefully help others and uh, get over those employment barriers and making sure that people pay attention when they come across other people with a physical difference and don't th- treat them any differently than the person next to them. And I feel by sharing my story as far and wide as possible, hopefully it can just continue to help others face acceptance and not rejection. Well, I would say People Magazine is pretty far and wide. I mean, (laughs) I would say you covered a lot of people there. Um, I have a question because different people have asked me this. If someone wants to read that article that you were in, how do they find that? I think as of right now, it was just on the People Magazine Facebook page. That's just the information I have now, and I'm not sure if it will be in other places. So it may just be the video for now. Okay, well, that's a good place to start. And it is so great, Becky, to have someone like you working at disability and a person with a disability like me living with epilepsy, and like Carrie. But I have to ask you, Becky, as a person with a disability, uh, a young person with a disability, what does does National Disability Employment Awareness Month mean to you? That's a great question. So Disability Employment Awareness Month is extremely important to me because when I was first starting out looking for jobs out of college. For those of you who don't know, I have a physical difference as a little person, and I would be going on interviews one after another up until 100 interviews 
where I was rejected by body language the moment I walked in the door, even though I was qualified for the opportunity because they wouldn't have called me in for an interview. So I really want to make sure that that doesn't continue to happen to the disability community, whether it's someone with a physical or invisible disability. This month is an important time for us to raise awareness and bring out the importance of inclusion for people with disabilities in the workplace. I often talk about just how when someone is getting out of bed in the morning, there's a lot of problem solving that goes on before they even get to the job that they hopefully have later in the morning. It's getting out of bed and trying to figure out, for me, how to reach the sink or how to get up on the toilet or how to reach the door as I'm leaving the house making sure pedal extensions are in place as I get in the car to try to drive to wherever I'm going. There are so many different things that are going on that could let us down, and most people don't let it let them down, and they think of it as an asset that just helps them problem solve, and those skills can definitely translate to the workplace, and they are definitely people who are willing to work hard and want to be employed, and I think this month is important for us to celebrate the talent of these individuals and the need for more of them to be employed. You know, wow. I mean, I, I have to say two things. First, this is what I hate. This is what I talk about. How could a talented, beautiful young woman, 100, 100 interviews, is that what you said? I did. Interviews. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. I mean, see, she is the example. Okay. This is the example of what I talk about being judged by appearance uh, or, you know, speech difficulty, whatever it is. You know, folks, this has got to stop. You have this great untapped labor pool that you are missing out on. You. When you don't include people with disabilities. Uh, and, and the second thing I want to say, Becky, when you were talking about, you know, solving problems, this is when I tell corporations when they say to me, oh, we need people um, that are good team players and people that can think outside the box and, and, you know, and people that are good problem solvers. And I say, oh, you know what? We come with all of that. You don't have to worry. People with disabilities, <laughs> we, we come do. with all those. We come with all those skills. You won't have to worry about that part because every day, for example, when I myself could not drive a car, you know, because of the epilepsy, you know, then you're having to think, okay, who is going to pick me up? You know, what time? How will I get home? I mean, this is what I mean about thinking outside the box. So I'm really, I'm really glad you brought up that point for employers listening to this show right now. And Carrie, you are in a very unique position because you are, I know, a disability rights advocate, and you're also an employee of Disability In. But serving on the board of the American Association of People with Disabilities, which I am so proud to serve with you under the leadership of Ted Kennedy Jr. Um, But I wanted to ask you, many people, you know, obviously, millions of people have disabilities. What was it that caused you to decide to be a disability advocate? Yes, ma'am. Well, first, I just want to thank you for having me on the show today. I mean, you are someone that I super admire. It's always making sure that you're learning about the folks in our community. You're getting to know us. And it's just like not everybody does that. (laughs) So I just I appreciate you and just thanks so much for for having both of us on the show today. Um, In terms of why I became an advocate, I kind of felt like I had little choice. Um, So... A little bit about me is that I'm from the south side of Longview, Texas, and for anybody that really understands the language of being from the south side of a place, from not growing up with a whole lot of money or things of that nature, you kind of understand that it's either sink or swim. It's either be complacent 
with your circumstances or do what you got to do to win. And I just kind of grew up in a situation where I was tired of seeing all the different disparities um, between folks, not because people were lazy, not because, you know, they, they weren't trying, but because of systematic oppression, because of discrimination that was going on. And you, you see that at a young age. It's, it's not something that you realize later in life, but even when you're young and you're growing up, you start to see wow, like you really do have to cross a railroad track in order to get access to benefits in your city. You really do have to look a certain way, sound a certain way in order to get access. And so when I began to see all of these different disparities that were going on and all of these different situations of, you know, people won't hire you, they won't talk to you, they don't want to work with you because of things like the color of your skin, your gender, your disability... I was just the type of person where I was like, I got to do something about this. Um, I can't be silent because I'm a woman. (laughs) That's just not me. You know, I can't, you know, decide I'm going to not work or I'm going to work low level stuff because I'm disabled. Um, All of these different things that I was seeing just, you know, fueled a fire in me. And I was like, I have to do something for myself to ensure that my circumstances were different. I have to do something for my neighborhood, for my people. Um, I want to ensure in every possible way that we have access, that we're successful, and all the different things that are up against us literally just for existing um, are something that, that becomes diminished and something that's a little bit better for my generation and for the next one. Well, you know what, Carrie, I just love you. And you know what I love? I love that you're on fire about this because that's what we need you know we need need more young people young leaders with disabilities you know that next gen corporation uh, group of people that next gen community that can take us into the future and Carrie you've got it going on and that's why I want to know what National Disability Employment Awareness Month means to you Yes, ma'am. Um, to me, this month is it's a platform. It, it's an opportunity to build collaboration between the community, companies, and folks that have access. I mean, the, the idea that we have this month is, is well-recognized, and um, it's an opportunity to have back-to-back conversations about what is the issue, and then from there, the conversations transition into the work that needs to be done. Um, so this month is, is incredible, it's, it's extremely important um, to raise awareness to the folks who may not quite understand what the issues are, that don't quite understand um, that there are these issues that we're discussing right now around employment and about discrimination. And, and some people actually might think that, you know, some of the things that we're up against are okay. <laughs> so I think it's really, really important that we always bring light to um, um, disability employment and the value that we bring to the workplace. I think it's an incredible opportunity to build collaboration um, and just address some of these questions that people may have. So I love it, um, and I want to do my part. Well, you are doing your part. And, you know, I want to say, you know, you just heard Carrie talking about this being a platform. It is sad if you're a company listening to the show right now and you are doing anything with National Disability Employment Awareness Month because until you make sure people with disabilities are part of your entire corporation, whether it's in employment, supplier diversity, no matter what it is, But if you don't celebrate that, then you're leaving out our history, our month, our time. And you know what? You're not going to get people with disabilities to work there. And you're not going to get people to voluntarily self-disclose. So, you know, if you don't know about it and now you do, you still have time this month to do something. Really important for all of us. Really important for all of us. So, Becky, I wanted to talk to you about 
AAPD and disability and coming together to form the Disability Equality Index, which people frequently call the DEI. And I know we have a lot to talk about with the DEI, so we're going to take a break. And then, Becky, when we come back, I want you to explain to all of our listeners how important that is and how it came to be. And if you just joined us, we're talking to Carrie Gray from Disability Inn and board member of the American Association of People with Disabilities, the director of the Next Gen Leaders, and Becky Curran, the program manager of DEI. She's going to tell us all about it as soon as we come back. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability does matter on voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Carrie and Becky. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. At Highmark, we believe what makes us different makes us better. Our differences broaden our perspectives and foster diverse skills which complement each other, creating a stronger and more vibrant workforce. It's this belief that earned us recognition by the USBLN and the American Association of People with Disabilities as a 2014 Disability Equality Index Best Place to Work. So we'll continue to celebrate diverse individuals because inclusion benefits us all. To find out more, visit Highmark.com. For those in leadership positions with corporations, governments, nonprofits, and educational institutions, please pay attention. Are you aware that 10 to 15% of your potential clients are unable to use your websites properly? At AudioEye, an advanced technology has been created that eliminates accessibility issues and levels the playing field for all. Make the internet a meaningful resource for millions of more people. Go to AudioEye.com. More accessible, more usable, more people. Call on AudioEye today. Visit AudioEye.com. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high-test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Welcome back, everyone. If you just joined us, we're talking to Carrie Gray, who is with Disability Inn and also on the board of the American Association of People with Disabilities and a director for the organization and program manager, Becky Curran, program manager of DEI. And right before we went to break, I told Becky I wanted to talk about it. I want to know how it came to be because I know the Disability Equality Index is very important. So Becky, tell all our listeners about the DEI. Yes, so the DEI came about, uh, it was about 2013 when the business community was questioning why there wasn't a tool that measures disability inclusion practices within the workforce since the Human Rights Campaign had already had the Corporate Equality Index 
that measures LGBT inclusion. So we we worked very closely with the Human Rights Campaign to come up with the benchmark, and we've also worked very closely with our DEI Advisory Committee that is 50% advocates and 50% business. We always knew that this was very important to have the advocacy community work closely with business in order to be able to address the needs of the disability community in the workplace and even setting up the infrastructure so they can access the workplace, whether it's applying for a job, interviewing for the job, even being a consumer if it's a business that has public-facing, making sure that businesses are thinking about anything that may involve, that may become a barrier if they don't address it within the workplace and outside of the workplace. And this tool has evolved over time. We're going into our fifth year in 2019, and it's also the first year where we've made some changes to the weights and the questions because there are some questions that are very important to the disability community, and we want to make sure that business is thinking about these things. So it's set up into different categories. Um, We have culture and leadership, enterprise-wide access, employment practices, and there are sections in there with benefits, accommodations, recruitment, employment, education, retention, and advancement. And there's a lot of importance in that part specifically because a lot of times we're talking about hiring people with disabilities and companies are constantly celebrating that they hired people with disabilities, their numbers are going up, but they don't talk about retaining people with disabilities and really having those open conversations and allowing them to move up within the workplace. And then we have community engagement, and we added a new section, supplier diversity and non-U.S. operations. The non-U.S. operations is implying that we are looking to go abroad with this tool and make sure we're addressing disability inclusion worldwide within the workplace. Well, I think what's really interesting is how this was started with AAPD, you know, in partnership with Disability In, because you have the business and you have the disability rights world joined together to form this. I think that is really, really really important. And I know that my close friend serving as chair right now of the American Association of People with Disabilities, Ted Kennedy Jr., where I'm very honored to serve as vice chair. I know that Ted is so, so behind this disability equality index. I think Becky and Carrie, you both have to agree. I, I mean, what he's doing is phenomenal. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's amazing. I, I mean, I've been in conversations with some very well-known people, very high up in organizations who are willing to commit and help us on this journey and it's huge because it's really important for us to get at more of the CEOs who can make it a priority for their organization. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you, I've known Ted for years, and I want to tell you what he first said to me about the DEI. He said, Joyce, this DEI, if we really would get that going nationally, I think that would be the thing that would increase the employment of people with disabilities. I mean, that was his whole thing with the DEI. And uh, I'll ask you first, Carrie, what do you think? Do you think that will have an impact? Oh, most definitely. Um, The DEI, as Becky talked about, is, is a resource and a tool. And that's something that we constantly get asked for. Um, from the partners that we work with. People want to figure out how they can be, how they can be more intentional about the diversity and inclusion practices, um, but they need resources and guidance on how to do that, and that's okay. So the DEI is one of, like, the go-to places that I, I believe every company should take a look at and just see where are we and how can we progress forward. So I love the work that Becky and everyone else is doing. 
Um, and I do too. Uh, Becky, you know what I can't get over? I was telling someone about this the other day. At, oh my God, at the Disability Inc. Conference. I mean, if you're listening to the show, whether you're a business uh, or, or you're an employee, um, whatever, or disability rights leader, or just a person with a disability, I cannot stress to you how this conference is like unbelievable. I mean, it it's like you're you're just in Hollywood or something. I mean, it's so exciting. The the just the whole aura, the whole time you're there, it's just awesome. And what I was saying the other day is it's amazing how companies are starting to be competitive about the DEI. Becky, have you seen that? Absolutely, and especially as some companies who haven't engaged in the past, as they start to see their competitors engage, they want to engage as well. And it's definitely people take the score very seriously. Uh, our goal is to continue to get more companies at all levels, and we always try to emphasize that no company is published if they score below 80%. But companies are still fighting to make sure they're prepared to get a high score right off the bat, and they're working hard to make that happen. And what's other? What's another great thing, though, when it comes to sharing best practices, a lot of companies who are direct com- competitors in other environments, they probably wouldn't be sitting next to each other. But in this space, I think there are also times where companies even direct competitors are willing to work together to make this change because Microsoft or IBM or any of those companies are only able to hire a certain amount of people when you think of the masses and they want to help each other hire more people so the numbers can go up across the board. Right, and I have to tell you, you don't know how many businesses, as you all know, vendor consulting services the heart and soul is employment. So, you know, I work with corporations across the United States and with the public sector recruiting and uh, staffing people with disabilities in IT, engineering, finance, you know, those areas. I cannot begin to tell you how many times someone, and they don't know I'm involved with disability in, they'll say, well, I don't know if you know this, but that disability equality index, we scored 90 or we scored 100. And I mean, people really take this seriously uh, and, and actually brag about it. I've had CEOs that I know and work with send me an email telling me, we just found out, you know, that we scored 100. And you know what I like, Becky? I like that you do not post people that scored beneath 80. Because if you did, then it just wouldn't mean anything. Do you know what I mean? If it was like, all right, everyone, you're all getting this. You know, you've done something. Uh, you Because I always say, really, have you hired people? Tell me, have you hired people? Because at the end of the day, that is what it is all about. And Becky, at that Disability In conference, don't you, what do you do? I know you make an announcement there of the scores. Is that correct? Do you announce the scores or wait a minute, or do you acknowledge the companies? So on the Wednesday, which is the final night of the conference, we have a top score reception. So companies who scored 80, 90, and 100 are invited to the top score reception, and that's where we distributed the awards for 80 and 90 scoring companies. And then at the awards dinner, the companies who scored 100 went across stage and were given their award then. Well, it's not too late for you to go to that Disability in website. And check into all of this, what we're talking about. It's not too late. You can still go. Um, And when we come back, we're going to talk to Carrie about what she thinks will happen with the DEI. This is Joyce Bender 
America's Voice, where we know disability matters all the time, but we should be shining this month. National Disability Employment Awareness Month. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. At Highmark, we believe what makes us different makes us better. Our differences broaden our perspectives and foster diverse skills which complement each other, creating a stronger and more vibrant workforce. It's this belief that earned us recognition by the USBLN and the American Association of People with Disabilities as a 2014 Disability Equality Index Best Place to Work. So we'll continue to celebrate diverse individuals because inclusion benefits us all. To find out more, visit Highmark.com. For those in leadership positions with corporations, governments, nonprofits, and educational institutions, please pay attention. Are you aware that 10 to 15% of your potential clients are unable to use your websites properly? At AudioEye, an advanced technology has been created that eliminates accessibility issues and levels the playing field for all. Make the Internet a meaningful resource for millions of more people. Go to AudioEye.com. More accessible, more usable, more people. Call on AudioEye today. Visit AudioEye.com. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high-test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Well, welcome back. What a great show. I love this month. Love it. I love celebrating National Disability Employment Awareness Month. But I have to tell you, I've changed the name. Okay, it's National Disability Employment Month. Employ people. That's what it is all about. And we have Carrie Gray and Becky Kern with us. Carrie, who also serves on the board of the American Association of People with Disabilities, with me. So she is a business leader and director at Disability Inn, and also a very strong disability advocate. So, Carrie, what do you think is going to happen in the future uh, with DEI? In other words, do you think at some point this will become standard the way it went with HRC? Right. Um, So, I I think... Becky better serves as a person to talk about the future of the DEI, but I do think that it is an important tool um, and benchmark for companies to be utilizing to understand how they should be activating disability inclusion. I think one of the things that I envision for developing tools around the DEI is us to really spark national conversation. I remember when we were having conversations um, just a couple of years ago around um, hiring folks who are felons in the country. And there was a large, you know, campaign around ban the box. 
And it was just saying over and over again, we need to rethink the ways in which we are hiring folks and the ways in which we um, are utilizing discriminations. And companies bought into it. They signed up with excitement. They publicly announced we are going to ban the bots. They banned behind this idea that, you know, people are valuable in the workplace. And I would love to see the same thing happen for the disability community. I would love for them to utilize toolkits such as the DEI and, and other methodologies to understand the importance of, you know, bringing people into the workplace, making sure that we are not discriminating people, and doing it loud and proud. So um, I definitely think that we have a lot ahead of us, and um, the future is bright. As long as we keep pushing forward, we keep applying pressure, and we keep building collaborations to show why this is so important and, and um, it's, it's incredibly possible. Well, I love that loud and proud. You know that I love that, Carrie. And that is why you are on the board of AAPD. And I wanted to ask you as a board director, what what issues are important to you? Because you know uh, AAPD is all about disability rights, disability policy, getting out the vote. So uh, what what is important to you as a board member? Yes, I love AAPD. I mean, such a great organization and really opens the door for so many people to be involved and connected and and, um, and fight for themselves. Um, I think part of my mission of being, um, having the honor of being a board member is I really wanted to just find opportunities to support the work um, that allows me and the community to empower and equip people with disabilities, particularly young folks. That tends to be my focus of working with young professionals and young folks. But um, even outside of, of young people, I, I want to see us, you know, continue to build avenues around employment, around leadership development, and civil rights. I think those three areas are going to be critical um, to ensure that we're continuing the message of disability inclusion. So those three areas of employment, leadership development, and civil rights are are really important to me as a board member, and I want to be sure that I'm, you know, contributing um, to that. I think the final area is addressing the diversity within our organizations and our communities. Um, So one thing that's really well known about me is that I identify as a black woman with disabilities. And over 60% of our disability community are also people of color. Um, However, we don't always address that or see that reflected in our leadership and employment practices. So I want to utilize, you know, what access I do have, what influence I do have to ensure that all people with, um, with disabilities, the diversity within our community is also being incorporated in the policies and the practices and the initiatives that we create. Oh, I so agree with you. Because you know what, if we don't do that, you know, to me, it's not only sad, it's just wrong. It's, it's wrong. Yep. So I, I am glad, uh, Carrie, that you feel that way, um, and, you know, and that you are including that, that intersection. I, I just think that is so employee, so important. Well, Becky, I'm going to start with you here. Uh Also, which I love this, October is also Disability Mentoring Day for high school and college students with disabilities. I'm going to tell you um, how this was started. Jonathan Young, when he was at the White House during the Clinton administration representing the disability community. Jonathan called me and said, you know, I wish we had a month, you know, like Women's Month or Black History Month, but we're not going to get a month. But maybe we could get a day, and whatever that day is, it should be about employment. So came forth disability mentoring day and I am so excited that Pittsburgh where I am located was the first city that participated 
in Disability Mentoring Day in conjunction with Jonathan. And what ended up happening, yeah, right, I'm so proud of that. And what ended up happening is that it was uh, housed and organized at AAPD. And still today in Pittsburgh, we have one of the most awesome, awesome events in this city for Disability Mentoring Day. We even have a VIP kickoff every year at Heinz uh, History Center and bring in a disability leader to speak and then all these high school students. And it is Judy Human that will be speaking this year. So excited, you know, to have Judy coming to Pittsburgh to speak. But I know, Carrie, the Disability Inn is very, very much behind young people because of your next-gen group. And, oh, when I spoke to that group, oh, these, if you don't know what I'm talking about, we're talking about college and university students with disabilities that Disability Inn works with and has at the conference every year. And they, too, are mentored. And, And, oh, my goodness, they are the most awesome Uh, young people. But I'll start with you, uh, Becky. How important do you believe this disability mentoring day is for students? Because on that day, they go to corporations or agencies in the government for a day of job shadowing. I think it's extremely important and beneficial and valuable. I often think back about my experience when I was going on all those interviews, and I second-guessed some of the interviews just to think, was it my performance in the interview? I really don't know because I never got that constructive feedback. So I think constructive feedback is something that's really important, and a mentoring relationship allows that. And I think being able to go in and check out a workplace, it also allows the student with a disability to determine themselves if it's a workplace where they could imagine themselves in. I think often students just want to get a job in the first place and they don't really care what it is, but it's very important to also have a passion for the mission of the organization where you may want to work so then you can really give it your all when you're in your job. And I think this job shadowing allows them to determine that but also have open and honest conversations with the mentor about what it is they want to do or don't want to do, and then maybe that can lead to future relationships. So I think it's extremely valuable and important in these mentoring relationships, even with the program that Carrie runs, are just extremely beneficial to our community as they go out and determine what it is they want to do for the rest of their career. Right. And how about you? How about you, Carrie? What do you think? I completely agree. Um, I started snapping (laughs) when Becky started talking about um, these days and these mentoring opportunities provide opportunities for constructive feedback. And that might sound, you know, minimal, but it's so important because there's so many people out there that aren't that don't have people in their lives that are giving them this constructive feedback, that are feeding possibilities into them instead of just saying, I don't know if they're going to make it, we'll see. Um, It's so important. I think for a lot of young people, um, you end up modeling what you know, um, or you kind of hear, you know, mom said, I should maybe try to be a doctor or a lawyer, or I should do this, and, you know, and you kind of listen and do that because that's all you know. Um, but the problem that we're facing is that when you come from an underrepresented population, such as being a person with a disability, then people just believe in you less, and they don't always tell you what your possibilities look like. So I think Disability Mentoring Day really creates a whole new world for people. I remember going to some of the days across the country and the students walk into a really fancy office um, such as a Lockheed Martin or Microsoft or somewhere, and they're just like, wow, like this place looks incredible. Look at all the people who are here that look like they're doing things that are important. Like, could I, could that be me one day? 
Um, and you literally start to see their thinking shift and start to see, like, wow, like, I thought that my avenue was only to do this one thing, but maybe I could do so much more. So I think Disability Mentoring Day is incredibly important because it feeds possibilities into our next generation of talent. It feeds into them thinking that, you know, all of the instances and the times when I've doubted myself and when other people have doubted me, maybe there's a yes instead. Um, And then it also just provides this pipeline of talent. If I'm going to be honest, if we're talking about National Disability Employment Awareness Month, then um, we're thinking about the idea that one day these companies are going to need these young people to be in these offices, to be working and leading the charge. And so to start reaching out to them early, to start showing them, you know, here's the things that we do. What do you think about this? Can you, you know, potentially be this top engineer one day? Could you be this top manager? Um, All these different things. It's it's incredibly important and valuable to both sides. So um, I'm a big supporter of Disability Mentoring Day. I hope that, you know, most communities participate. I hope more companies sign on, even just to open up their doors for one day and say, you know what, let's bring in some of our local high school students. Let's bring in some of our local college students and just show them a little bit about what we do. It makes a huge difference. Oh, and you know, with you and Becky, I love how you got it about the two two things it does. One, you know, hiring managers see this person and say, well, wait a minute, you know, what have I been thinking? Look at this, this young person. Look how talented they are. Okay, I should be doing this. What about this future pipeline? Just what you said. So it breaks down attitudinal barriers. At the same time, it says to young people with disabilities, you mean I can do this? You mean you mean I could have this type of job? That is so powerful. So you know, please, high school, college students with disabilities, third Wednesday, third Wednesday, so you'll know next year, it is the third Wednesday of every October. Mark it on your calendar so that next year you can participate uh, in, in Disability Mentoring Day. You know, as I said, we've done it every year here. We brought in this talent like Judy Human, uh, Chris Griffin, Tony Coelho, Jonathan Young, every year. Not too late for you to sign up for next year right now. Go to your HR department. Tell them about it. And, you know, you heard us talk about the next gen. Okay, Carrie, if they go to your website, uh, disabilityin.org. And, by the way, I just so much love that name versus diversity in or something (laughs) like that. Um, If they go to that website, disabilityin.org, can they find out about that next gen? Definitely. Um, So at Disability In, we have a network of over 700 different college students and recent graduates with disabilities that um, are currently within our network. We grow every year. There's a lot of ways in which to engage them. We are constantly looking for mentors. Um, We run a mentoring program that is from March through August of every year. It's not a high time commitment. We ask that mentors meet with their their mentee about twice a month, and that can be over the phone, that can be in person. Um, There's a lot of flexibility. We also have opportunities for you to engage in um, our conference or if you're trying to host an event, um, different things to that nature. If you check out our website, you'll be able to see um, a bit about what we do under the NextGen initiatives, whether you're interested in community engagement, whether you're interested in spreading brand awareness to the next generation of talent, um, or whether you're interested in recruitment. Um, Those are things in which we offer. And definitely feel free to reach out to myself, check out our website, and um, get plugged in. Um, And Carrie, while I have you here, over the past year, what, what would you say were some of your greatest accomplishments? 
You know, I, I feel really um, blessed <coughs> to do this type of work. Um, this year, we were able to work with um, approximately 450 participants in our mentorship exchange program, the largest, pro- the largest size that we've had thus far, um, that being a split between the mentors and the mentees. And all of our um, participation in our next-gen initiatives have been supported by about 95 different companies, large companies, Fortune 500 companies that really believe in disability inclusion and really believe in investing in that next generation of talent, our college students and recent graduates with disabilities. So getting this level of buy-in of that 450 folks, that 95 different companies, um, we've really been able to see a lot of doors open and a lot of lives change on both the company and the student side. Um, I would say that currently about 40% of our students have gained employment since the end of our program this year, um, which just ended in August. And so we are on a roll. We are trying to do everything that we possibly can to spread awareness, to ensure people are aware of opportunities, and to push for this idea of employment, knowing that they're, they're not just young people that are cute to look at. They are talent. Um, they are talent that you can bring into your companies, that you can work with, that you can brainstorm with, and you can work with us through that. You can work with all of us on the phone through that. So um, I would say just the level of engagement that we've gotten, the level of buy-in has been so overwhelming and incredible, and I can't wait to do more. Oh, Carrie, now everyone knows what I mean when I say you've got that passion. That is what it is all about. You know, I love that. No no pity, okay? People with disabilities don't need pity. They need paychecks. Yes. Paychecks, yes. not pity. Disabilityin.org and aapd.com. I have to ask both of you before I ask Becky this last question. Uh how about if someone wants to follow the two of you? How do they do that? Like, are you on Twitter? Yep. So this is Carrie. You can follow me at on Twitter at Carrie underscore Gray, which is K-E-R-I underscore G-R-A-Y. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Carrie Gray 90. Um, So feel free to follow me. You can also reach out via LinkedIn as well. And let's put in some great work together. And Becky, what about you? So my Twitter handle and Instagram handle is Becky Motivates, B-E-C-K-Y-M-O-T-I-V-A-T-E-S. And then you can find me on LinkedIn and Facebook as well under Becky Curran. Becky Motivates. Oh, is that good. I love that name. Becky Motivates. And Becky, you do. You both do. And thank you so much for being with us as we are celebrating National Disability Employment Awareness Month. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for having us. You're- Oh, you're welcome. We end every show with a quote, so it has to fit this discussion. And that quote is, work gives us dignity, said Tony Quello. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice at Disability Matters on voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.